It's time to talk University of Richmond basketball. This is Behind the Web with head coach Chris Mooney, live from World of Beer, 11,600 West Broad Street in Short Pump. Tonight's show is brought to you by CarMax, Lux Chevrolet, World of Beer, and by Cabell Childress Group. Join in online anytime and be a part of the show with your questions and comments. Text 804-327-0888. Email behind the web at richmond.edu or on Twitter using at Spider Voice, at Richmond Athletics, or at ESPN Richmond. Now, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black with Coach Mooney. This is Behind the Web, presented by World of Beer on 1061 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network. Ayala has it stolen from behind by Gilliam. Sherrod comes up with it to Grant Golden, and Golden has it poked away, but comes back up with it and throws it to midcourt. Now it's Sherrod from the right corner, and Sherrod swishes his third three of the game and the 200th of his Richmond career. Find the man who is hot, and Jacob did that time with Nick Sherrod in the corner, shooting a rainbow three. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the premier edition of Behind the Web with Richmond basketball coach Chris Moody. From our new home for Behind the Web, we are at World of Beer, 11,600 West Broad Street in Short Pump. We'll be here Monday nights throughout most of the college basketball season. We'll get into our schedule. A little bit later, we've got a few Wednesday nights in which we'll bring you the program always from here at World of Beer, and we would love for you to be a part of the program. Come on out and join us. Terrific location. Hope you get an opportunity to join us, not only for the food and drink, but to talk spider and college basketball. You heard the ways you can interact if you're not with us this evening. Uh, by all means, send us an email behind the web at richmond.edu, text line 804-327-0888, and we're on Twitter as well uh coach uh, great to be back great to be back out was thinking about this just a few minutes ago i guess it's been since uh, the end of the 2019 2020 season since we've been able to be out and do our program in front of our fans again and it just it feels right doesn't it it feels back it feels to great. normal a little bit more it, it feels great uh, to see all the friendly faces and spider fans it, it really does feel great nice new home for us and uh, very exciting to be back all right, and the Spiders happy to be back from the trip to the Bahamas. Didn't go the way they wanted it to. We wanted it to on the basketball court. Obviously, we're going to get into that, and we'll look ahead to what the Spiders have getting back on the road again this week. So let me start Let me start there, Chris. Obviously, not the results we wanted in the games against Maryland and Mississippi State. Both were there uh, for the taking. We're certainly winnable games. I think you said after the game that, hey, we still took some things out of these two games it was still a good experience so let's let's kind of break that down both the the positives that maybe you saw that you didn't know if you were going to see from from the guys and then the things that you did see that you know have to be corrected to win games moving forward yeah well um you know one i mean the reason we we chose that tournament and and were able to get into that tournament was we wanted uh, to play a great schedule and play great competition we certainly got that um I thought, um, you know, two two different games, uh, some really positive things uh, came out of came out of it, and and the early season, even though our record isn't where we want it to be, uh, but I thought against Maryland, we really we put a ton of pressure on them, uh, scoring the ball, we're able to score, and um, you know, we had 42, I think, at half, and you know, kind of we're we're able to control the tempo of the game by pushing the ball and able to get some easy baskets move their ball around nicely rebounded the ball well in that game um 
and and against Mississippi State, as far as the positives, you know, that's a team that could hold a, a an average offensive team to to in the forties or maybe below. You know, strong, athletic, physical, uh, well coached, excellent defensive team, uh, excellent rebounding team, and so you know, I thought we did a great job uh, to 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 get ourselves back in that game. I think we were down eight at the under four media. And we really handled the last uh, four minutes of the game very well in terms of, uh, you know, we we pressed, which got us, which helped us get back into the game via turnovers and also some energy. They scored a few times against the press, uh, but I think they only had six points in the last five and a half minutes of the game. Um, and so we, we did some really good things. The last possession to get ourselves, uh, the, you know, Jacob pushes the te- pushes the ball, throws it easily to Matt, who throws it to Tyler, who, who gets fouled on his drive. So I thought... There are some really positive things uh, that we did, and um, and that we that will take shape moving forward. Um, you know, on the flip side, you know, uh, there are so many things go into winning a game, and uh, against Maryland, you know, uncharacteristic of us, we gave up a lot of points in transition. Uh, I think that you know, Fats Russell is a guy who we who we're familiar with who can really push the ball. He's blazing fast, uh, and so. You know, we, we enabled that a little bit, I think, by, uh, you know, if you go after offensive rebounds, one thing, but I thought we, we lingered a little bit in the backcourt, either trying to poke the ball away or, you know, step in front of a guy and make it difficult when our when our objective is to get back and get set. Uh, because both nights, when they had to go against our set um, defense, we defended well, uh, you know, percentage-wise and just by the feel of the game. Uh, against Mississippi State, uh, we did a better job of that. They're not as opportunistic in their running and, and pushing the ball in transition, but we did a better job of that. Um, and, you know, they, they had some guys, you know, make some baskets that they hadn't made, and that happened in the Maryland game. Um, but that happens. And early in the year, uh, and, and I think sometimes, you know, you can look and say, well, that happens. Other times you can say, well, did we did we make them feel too comfortable or did we not, not make them feel uncomfortable with, you know, ball pressure or – um, you know, allowing to get them to get second shots, things that things that a team grows in confidence. Can we limit those so that there's a little bit more tension on them, and we have fewer guys uh, making plays or making shots who who don't usually make shots because there is that game tension on them. Um, you implemented the press in both games for different reasons, different strategies, but I thought very effective in both of them. In the Maryland game, they went to the press first to speed up the pace of the game in the second half, and you combated their press with our press. I think some fans would say, well, you would slow it down, but it really seemed effective when the Spiders pressed the Terps as opposed to when the Terps were pressing the Spiders. Yeah, and, and we, we thought that. I think that we did have a turnover, but it would be hard for Maryland uh, to – you know, uh, to match our speed and press us in terms of, you know, triggering turnovers. Um, and then when we pressed, I thought I thought it was really effective. We caused a couple of turnovers, caused some travels, uh, and we were we were okay with the game being played at a at a fast pace. Uh, it was just when they would get out and transition off of a miss uh, and get an easy layup or or a you know a, a two on one or a, a virtually easy shot and uh, a relatively easy shot. Uh, but we did want to. We thought we could press. We definitely thought we could press Mississippi State, uh, and I do think it was it was effective. And I, as I said, I, I think we're a good pressing team. Um, you know, whether we press all game long or not, maybe maybe we'll be 
maybe where we're effective because we don't press all the time. And I, I think that's something that's that's really good for us. But, you know, we have good instincts. We have some good athleticism. Obviously, Jacob, with his ability to steal the ball, that we can put pressure on teams full court. Uh, I don't know how comfortable I would be doing it all game long, but we, we can do it for even bigger stretches probably. Uh, in the Mississippi State game, you needed to do that because you had to combat the rebounding numbers. Obviously, you know, pretty glaring, 44-20, to 20, but forced 19 turnovers, have 10 steals. And I know we all kind of felt like there were even a couple more that were left out there that were 50-50 balls that we just didn't get. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, the rebounds, uh, you know, that's a, an emphasis of their program. They, they out-rebound their opponents by 10, uh, and they're going to be able to get offensive rebounds um, against us is as as much as we try and as hard as we play there's one where you know the ball matt grace that had a great block out and did everything perfectly and the guy reached over and and got the ball and if if that's not a a foul which i I don't think it was if that's not a foul then that's a hard one to to combat but we can combat it with turning the ball over hopefully we don't have too many turnovers uh steals live ball steals and that's how kind of you know that's how you can even those things out and there were a few more i thought that you know, if the ball is in the air and, and, you know, their strength and athleticism, you know, gives them an advantage, get the ball, that's one thing. If a ball is on the ground or, you know, bouncing, you know, at top of the key or near the hash mark, you know, that's a ball we feel like that's our advantage because of quickness and uh, being alert and being having anticipation. So uh, we, we'd like to get all of those. And certainly you need to get you need to get more of those against a great rebounding team like Mississippi State. The other thing that you did, uh, and I don't know if it was because they were so big or it was just a good lineup, was a bigger lineup that we saw. I think you may have been giving Jacob a little bit of a rest, yeah. which is a story in and of itself. But you had a you know a backcourt in there that was taller with, I guess it was Jai Bailey or or Connor Crabtree or, or Nick Sherrod, I guess. And you went big, and it actually seemed to be pretty effective and cohesive. Yeah, for sure. I, I think you know Jai uh, is certainly a big key to that. Connor Crabtree also. But they're, they're bigger guards who have a really good – uh, sense, you know, um, you know, Jacob is is another level in terms of his ability to to run the show and you know get assists, limit turnovers. Uh, but those guys are are good at those things also, and so um, you know that helps us obviously a little bit. You know, uh, Connor has already gotten some rebounds, some rebounds in traffic. Jai Bailey is a guy who really who can rebound, you know, especially when he's at guard. And then all of a sudden he's that's a that's a real asset. Um, so I, I think we can. I think we're comfortable playing. You know, we have a lot of guys, and soon Andre will be back, and so it'll be that many more guys. So we're gonna we're gonna have some different lineups, and whether they're specifically to go in there to be big, or whether it just turns out that because of how the rotation has worked that we are big, I think we're comfortable playing like that and not giving up too much athleticism or quickness. All right, before we go to the first break, can you speak to the two leading scorers and two leading rebounders, meaning Grant Golden and Tyler Burton? And Tyler, of course, is going to join us here after the break, and just how you feel they have they have played to help impact the team so far yeah they, they played extremely well I, I think that uh you know grant has been uh, has been great you know he's been efficient uh he has a, a tremendous number of assists very few turnovers um you know we we obviously play so much through him uh but i i think he's been i think he's been really really good um all season he shot the ball well uh and obviously his you know his his leadership and his uh, effort level and all those things are just a plus. Uh, 
And Tyler's been terrific. You know, he's obviously had some incredible games and some really big-time highlights. Uh, he can do so many things. And, you know, so similar from my perspective to Justin Harper because, uh, you know, you know <laughs> for me, I'm always like, ah, oh, you know, could we, he played could we okay. do a little more? And yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, then you, you see the, the stat sheet. sheet. <laughs> you say, oh, well, it's pretty good. Uh, you know, I mentioned, you know, I would be, you know, uh, disappointed in Justin the whole you know talking to the coaches at halftime and Jamal Brunt would say well he has 13 and 7 at half so uh so yeah I, I uh, but Tyler has been you know he's made some you know ter- he scored yesterday without making a three he has scored yeah. uh you know by virtue of the three-point shot a lot so he's been terrific and obviously I, I I just still you know from my perspective he can still get better and better and better He's going to join us next. Junior forward Tyler Burton is our guest on tonight's Behind the Web. We're live at World of Beer, 11,600 West Broad Street. We'll come back with Tyler Burton as our program continues on 1061 ESPN, your home of the Spiders. When buying or selling, the timeout's over. Now, more Behind the Web from World of Beer in Short Pump on 1061 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network. Gilliard at the three-point line, top of the key, Golden, angles it right side to Bailey. Good ball movement, down low to Burton, muscles his way to the basket, turns, fakes, goes up and under, lays it up and in off the glass. Hard work pays off Tyler Burton, his sixth career 20-point game. That was a tough move. Sure was. Boy, did he fight for that one. Uh, Can can I tell you what? Tyler Burton is our our player yesterday. But, Chris, I'm going to yeah, uh, give it up there for Tyler Burton. He's, uh, you know, only averaging 19 points, seven rebounds a game. So we appreciate uh, Tyler being here. But that play there, Chris, that might be one of my favorite plays of Tyler Burton in three years. Just how, I mean, he's had acrobatic dunks and above the rim and all of that. But that play right there. Uh, to me, showed an awful lot of grit and toughness and talent. If you remember the play that we just we just ran, yeah, for sure, up and under uh, yep. from the from the right block there. It was yeah, very nice move, and um, you know that's something that that he's worked on hard as is uh, you know in the post scoring, and you know he's a good dribbler, good shooter, uh, and and those things usually can lead you to be. And he's a you know obviously a very good athlete. Uh, those things usually can lead you to, to score in the post. And I thought he showed great footwork. And like you said, he really stuck with it. And, you know, those Mississippi State guys are different too going against mm-hmm. them. There's some, there's some strength coming right back on your body. So you have to be pretty good to get those shots up and in. Tyler, every time uh, I think Greg and I, Greg Beckwith and I talk to you and ask questions, you always respond. Something along the lines, I have to be more aggressive. I've got to get to be more aggressive. So when you make a play like that, um, are you kind of thinking, okay, I'm, I'm getting this. What I'm saying, I'm putting into to action now a play like that and how it really does help you on the court. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so that's one thing Coach Mooney and I talk about a lot is just being more aggressive, being the initiator of the aggression. And uh, I think that move right there was, uh, was a pretty good example of uh, what I've been trying to get to and strive forward for for a while. And I, I assume that's something you had practiced uh, over and over again, how does that make an athlete feel when you can take that practice and all that time in the gym and have it pay off like that? Yeah, you know, it feels good. Uh, I mean, obviously, when you practice that move against air, it's not as many bumps and, and not a really strong uh, SEC defender right there on you. But uh, but overall, yeah, I mean, anytime something that you work on translates right to the game, it makes you just kind of want to work even harder and just keep pushing towards 
even more. Mm-hmm. Um, when you guys saw, you know, Maryland and Mississippi State or Louisville on the schedule and going to the Bahamas, what was kind of the talk amongst you guys, both from an opportunity to, to go somewhere nice, obviously, but also the quality of competition? Yeah, my eyes lit up uh, for me uh, personally. Just uh, after the after the past two years I've had, I think opportunity is just such a big thing uh, that you can take advantage of. Uh, like last year when Nick got hurt, I had an opportunity to step in and take his role. This year, um, Blake Francis, out, I had an opportunity to step up my game on the offensive end and become an aggressor. So I think opportunity was just one thing that we really, I've really been paying attention to the past couple of years and seeing Maryland, Big Ten, SEC schools on the list, opportunity to make a name for yourself and make a name for our program. Wow, Chris, that almost seems like so long ago that Tyler was coming in to kind of replace guys. I mean, doesn't it? And how do you feel he's kind of handled those opportunities? Well, he's, you know, he's been great. You know, number one, he's an uh, incredible uh, person, um, you know, just such a uh, great person to be around, incredibly coachable, um, you know, got wonderful parents, and uh, he, he's just uh, terrific. So that, that's number one and really important to all of us. Uh, and then, you know, he's really improved. And sometimes when you're talented like he is, your improvement, you know, because you can rely on athleticism or be impressed with yourself because of your dunking or highlight plays, you know, you don't always improve at as, as great a rate as you could. And uh, I think people have really seen how much he's improved. Of course, and then the more you improve and then your confidence goes up and, and you know, it kind of uh, really goes in a, in a cycle, a really positive cycle. And so... Uh, but he's improved so much because he's worked really hard. And, um, again, that, that's, that's impressive because, you know, you can do so many things great uh, naturally or seemingly naturally that sometimes you don't always take that step and, and really improve yourself. And, and Tyler really has to a, to a really high degree. Tyler, this is a question I think we'll start asking you guys a little bit more as the sample size uh, deepens. But how different does this year feel kind of back to normal not a hundred percent yet but you've played home games now with a crowd in your favor been on the road uh you know drake away game you got two more true away games coming up where there'll be fans you know against you in the stands the neutral games in annapolis and in uh in the bahamas how how different does this year feel oh completely different uh, that first game against nc central i i came in uh at the like the 10 minute mark before we come out uh the final time for before the game said to one of the managers came I said it doesn't feel real that there's that many people in the student section and that there's that much noise out there I was like it, it doesn't feel real how did you kind of react to that I mean did you have to kind of draw on you know two years ago you're used to doing that your entire basketball career you've done that uh, until last year and also when you did it away from the Robin Center yeah I mean I just I just got excited I mean there's there's people here to see us play that's I mean that's what you that's what you grind for that's what you work so hard for and it's finally coming about I mean last year was really tough with COVID so it just makes you count your blessings and be really excited for this year how was playing in the venue that we were in for the two games down there in the Bahamas I'm sure you've seen games from Atlantis before it looked very familiar to Atlantis looked kind of the same uh, but kind of playing in that ballroom setting not a lot of people but yet it was still you know pretty pretty loud in there because of the low ceiling and small environment yeah I thought that nice cram gym made it like a high school game uh, it was a great environment uh, the Maryland fans were loud and rowdy we had some fans there that I didn't even know were going to be there and that was they were loud and rowdy too so I, I really enjoyed the experience all right, what do you take out of those two games? Obviously, we would have liked uh, W's uh, against Maryland and Mississippi State, but but what do you now take out of those games moving forward? 
Yeah, I think um, I think we've come to realize. I mean, when you think about these high major Power Five schools, you think tall, big, fast, athletic, and I, we kept up with them, you know. And I think I think that really goes to show what we've been putting in off the court in the weight room and the work we've been putting in on the court. We can we can hang with anybody. It doesn't matter what conference you're in, where you're at. I think we're we're just as good as the best of them. Chris, is that a fair assessment of what kind of Tyler saw, felt on the court, and how they kind of came out of those two games? Yeah, I I, I think so. I, I think that um, you know, uh, you, you know, it, it was more a matter of uh, us winning the game. You know, I'm sure if, if I'm a Richmond fan, I would be thinking we we should have won the game. And I'm the coach. I think we should have won the games. And so, uh, you know, because if we do this, this, and this, or if we, you know, make a couple more free throws or, or get a, you know, a, a better bounce here or rebound there, uh, we could have won the game. So I don't think it's a matter of, you know, we, <clears throat> there were no moral victories, but there's certainly a feeling like, well, you know, as big and strong and fast as they are, we're, we're just right there and uh, able to play. And, and a, just a couple of things that we can do a little bit better, you know, no overhauls or changes or anything like that, but just a couple of things to keep improving on and getting better and things that we've done well over the course of over the course of these guys careers and when they've been there getting getting that a little bit closer to the high standard uh then i think we'll be in very good shape uh one more for you tyler before we take the break and we'll, we'll keep you one more segment um tyler burton is our guest on behind the web um spider junior forward how about the overall experience um one of the things coach mooney does a great job of with you guys is separating what you have to do on the court and your ability to, you know, make sure you embrace things off the court. That when it's time to practice and play games, that's entirely what it's about. But when you're outside of that, you have an opportunity to experience some things. How about the entire experience for you and the guys? Yeah, I thought the experience was unreal. I mean, I, I've never been to the Bahamas or anything. My parents uh, go all the time, and they always talk about it and how, how much fun it is. And I went over there. Wait, wait, wait a minute. They go all the time, and all they've, the time they've never a, taken you. A loose term. They started going when I got out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. So I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Back I to your experience. I think they've been twice. So I, when I say all the time, that's, that's <laughs> okay. a stretch. But they've, they've been a couple times without me, of course. And they talk about how much they love it, how beautiful it is. And I mean, I've never seen a blue ocean or, or ocean that blue, white sand beach. Uh, I've never been to a water park like that. Um, and then the resort was just so nice. The hotel room that we had, I mean, it's just, uh, this uh, that stuff I don't think you'll ever be able to do unless unless you get lucky and, and you're blessed. So I, it was just an experience of a lifetime. And the uh, temperature in New England over Thanksgiving weekend was hovering about what, do you think? 30s, 20s. Yeah. I actually saw on my phone, even here in Richmond, uh, I have like the weather widget on my phone, and I looked at it and it said 38, and I walked outside with a T-shirt on, so I was happy. Yeah, well, I think we all were from, from that perspective. Uh, one more point about what I was just saying, and Chris, obviously we've talked about this. You can comment it on you know, knowing when to zero in on basketball and knowing when you know, to take care of the rest of your life, quite frankly. Tyler, I mentioned this to Coach. I thought the – first practice what would that have been wednesday in the bahamas was about as energized and focused and i'm not even sure what the word i'm looking for is but i do think there was an intensity about that practice that probably helped all of you guys kind of understand where you were but also why you were there yeah you know i mean we were out there on a mission we were out there to win games and i think that's all it really comes down to obviously we didn't come out with come out with the wins but i mean we were locked in we were ready to go for those games so it's not like it was a it was a 
we just walked in there and we're just we're on vacation. We were, we were in there for a mission. Uh, Chris, you and I I think talked about it on on a pregame show. Probably is that you know I, I see enough practices. I know how energy energized they are. That one seemed to have a real purpose about it. Not not that the others don't, but for where you were, that one seemed to have a real purpose. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think you know I I I feel like when we practice for the first time in a new place, the practices are usually really good. Now, of course, a bump up because we're in the Bahamas and. Even though we had gotten in late the night before and had the guys had some fun on uh, on that morning, uh, you just like okay, this is what we're here for. It's an excitement level, and uh, you know, there's a great group to be around too because you know, partly because we have so many of these older guys, partly because we have the the walk on guys who are really excellent. Um, we have a good group of freshmen who can who can who can keep up in terms of their concentration level and their energy level. So. Uh, we have a good group that way, and you know they they were really uh, we were really very good you know in terms of of how we were preparing and you know, this group has been good, but how we were preparing specifically because you know when you're down there it could be a distraction, uh, but it didn't seem like that. It felt like an enhancement. All right, halfway through, a little bit past halfway through, behind the web on this Monday night. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back more with Tyler Burton and Coach Mooney. Again, if you have questions and comments, interact with us behind the web at richmond.edu or text us 804-327-0888. Second half of Behind the Web, coming up next on 106.1 ESPN. Who brought the sauce? Let's get back to the show. Behind the Web presented by World of Beer and Short Pump. Once again, here's Bob Black on the Spider Sports Network and 1061 ESPN. Matt Grace to Burton who drives to the basket in a one-hand tomahawk slam by Tyler Burton. Well, that's what you want from Tyler, attacking the rim as we talked about. Just keep uh, being assertive. That's, that's a nice way to do it. Welcome back. Behind the Web continues from World of Beer, 11,600 West Broad Street. We're back here again next Monday and the Monday after that to close out 2021. Won't be here the last two Mondays Since Davenport & Company opened its first office uh, in 1863, uh, the stock market, despite its ups and downs, has kept um, And then we'll start back up in January again. So if you couldn't make it out tonight, by all means, come see us next Monday or the Monday after that before we get into the, the heart of the holidays and into 2022. All right, with Coach Mooney and uh, junior forward Tyler Burton is our player guest. Um, again, text 804 327 and email behind the web at Richmond. Edu. Tyler, I think uh, Nick Sherrod said this to us on the post game after the Maryland game, and obviously, uh, you know, tough after a loss and all of that. But but made sure that the guys, you guys, were talking. This is a long season. This was only you know game seven, game uh, well six and game seven. And I even have a text here, and just tell me how much you know this kind of goes through your thought process and how much it helps. That just says, hey, I know it's early, but keep pushing. You guys are a great team. Go Spiders. How does that kind of play to you? Yeah, you know, I mean, it means a lot that there's fans out there that are really sticking with us and sticking by us in this time. But uh, I definitely think the season is long. The season is, it's, it gets brutal at times, and I think we're going through a tough stretch right now. But also, we have older guys, and we say it after every loss, the older guys, what did we come back for? So it's not like we're just losing and we're just like, ah, oh, we lost a tough one. These guys are back here for a reason, and we're going to show that reason. Does that make it easier? I mean, that's a great strong statement does that kind of help get to that next part of the season where you're not i know you've got some young guys but most of them aren't playing at this point that you do have guys that understand the bumps that you get in college basketball 
Uh, yeah, I mean, and it's trickling down quickly to the to the young young guys. I mean, they they are realizing that this season is long. There's no time where we're just going to give up or say, hey, you know what, we're done. We're, let's just let's just go on and get re- get get going with our lives. Uh, we're we're here for a reason, and we're gonna we're gonna come and we're gonna prove something. And that's what the older guys are saying. That's what they're preaching, and it's trickling all the way down to the bottom. You are sounding like an older guy now, and I did want to ask you, I saw a quote, I think in one of uh, John O'Connor's stories in our paper in the Richmond uh, Times-Dispatch, in which you said that, that I'm one of the young, older guys now, I'm one of the leaders, which I think gets lost in the shuffle a little bit when you're talking about Grant Golden and Jacob Gilliard and Nick Sherrata and Nathan Kayo. How have you kind of embraced whatever that leadership role means to you? Yeah, so actually... Because of our leaders, it's helped me lead guys even more. So Grant, Jacob, they tell me exactly what they need me to do, exactly what they want me to do, and I do that. And these uh, these younger guys, they also listen to me too. So I just I just relay what they're telling them, and if if I have any opinion that could help, I I give it to them too. Chris, how is that progression working for you as the head coach? And also your thoughts on on Tyler already verbalizing the role that hey. I am a leader on this team. I'm a junior. I'm not a senior, a fifth-year, senior, or sixth-year guy, but I've been around long enough that, that I can help lead now too. Yeah, for sure, and I think that's, you know, that speaks to his maturity, but also, uh, you know, I've always tried to remind guys that, you know, everybody respects Tyler because of, number one, how hard he works, you know, and uh, he's talented and whatnot, but how hard he works, the fact that he's in the gym, he's very professional about his pr- approach to, to his game. Uh, he likes to get extra work in um and so he you know he he has the respect of of all the players younger older same age and so that that's that's goes a long way and then uh i've always tried to remind guys to lead in your own voice in your own way and uh you know the way i say something or explain it or uh whisper it uh might be different than how a a player does or you know a, a third year player or a fifth year player that he does it and you should do it in your own way and um you know jacob has a unique way of of how he leads and what he says grant probably a little bit more traditional but very much vocal and um and you know uh very present always there always reminding and so you have to lead in your own way and uh i think tyler's embraced that he hasn't shied away from any responsibility tyler when's the last time coach whispered something to you or will the next time be the first time? Yeah, the next time will be the first time. <laughs> didn't want to let that get, didn't want to let that get that past. Um, as you watch these younger guys, can you think back to your freshman year and, and the difficulties and challenges perhaps that you had as, as a way to help guide them through whatever it is they're going through now, even though, you know, for the most part, they're not playing uh, this season? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, every day uh, when, we, when we run through the offense, it's quick, it's fast moving, and um, – Sometimes the freshman will mess up, and I just, and we're like, ah, come on, you got to be better than that. And then I sit right there, and I was like, that was me just three year, two years ago. So, I mean, I was the one messing up. I was the one that made us have to redo things, and it just I, I kind of see it for myself uh, where I was in my progress and where they are in their progress, and it kind of helps me gauge exactly where they are, and I think they're right where they need to be. Uh, that seems like a normal progression, right? Is that accurate? For sure. I, I think, you know, there, it's hard enough, you know, going from a regular student high school to college is hard. And then, you know, the basketball demands are just so much more. There's so many more demands on your time and your energy in college, you know, um, e- even good high school programs. You know, we're lifting 10 times as much. You know, we're watching film. There's there are more games. There are more 
out of bounds play. They're more special situations. They're just such an emphasis on so many things uh, that it, it's very taxing. And so, um, you know, for for freshmen, it's it's hard not to be up and down. Um, and so yeah, that's that's what we'll see is we'll see guys even with the best. Uh, intention and concentration it's just hard not to be up and down so uh, th- these guys are doing a good job I-, I think the decision on on three of their three of the guys to redshirt probably helps because it frees you a little bit from the responsibilities you might have in the actual game uh, but it's it's just very very difficult because it's so much more demanding than what you're used to Tyler, was that anything you guys talked about with the freshmen about you know playing time and maybe it's in your best interest to to sit out this year or is that exclusively between them and the coaches? I think that was exclusively between them. Uh, I think that was exclusively between them. Um, I, I didn't talk too much about it with them. I just told them it's a long season. Uh, there's going to be downsides. There's going to be upsides, and you just got to kind of push through whatever comes your way. Finishing up with Tyler Burton on Behind the Web uh, this evening. We have talked about Grant. We've talked about Jacob. Um, what impact for you when you think about Jacob Gilliard and all that he has done, and obviously um, with his next steal he's going to tie the NCAA record and two steals away from setting not a Richmond team record, not an Atlantic 10 record, but a national Division One record. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm so proud of him, so happy for him. Uh, I, I don't know how hard he really worked for it because he just has that instinct for the game. But, um, yeah, I mean, just unreal. I mean, some of the steals that he comes up with just so big for us and so surprising to me. It's just I'm, I'm so excited for him, so happy for him. I'm going to still give him a hard time, though. <laughs> you guys got anything special planned for him when it happens? Uh, yeah, we were talking about it the other day. He said uh, when he gets the steal, he's going to throw it out the backboard and i got to windmill it, whether it's in traffic or whatever the case may be. <laughs> And the coach yeah. has signed off on that, I'll bet. <laughs> That's the first I'm hearing That's, of that. Yeah, That's the first I'm hearing of that. <laughs> I'll bet it is. Uh, it will obviously uh, be a special moment for him. It's, you know, and that's the type of quote that gets taken out of context, right. so be careful of that one. Because somewhere that shows up like on, on a Twitter feed and Jason Vita has to get it pulled down <laughs> or something that, that Tyler Burton said his teammate Jacob yeah. Gilliard doesn't work hard. Right. right? That is totally out of context and certainly not the answer. All right, uh, Tyler, working hard. What does this team have to work hard at to now get over the hump and turn Wednesday night and Sunday into victories and and happy flights back home to Richmond? Uh, I think uh, just trusting the coaching staff and trusting our senior leadership to just stay focused and keep our head down and keep putting the the pen to the paper and just keep grinding on. Well said. Appreciate it, Tyler. Uh, enjoy a meal here at uh, World of Beer. Appreciate you being our first guest. You won't be our, you'll be back again before the end of the season, I'm sure, and we'll uh, see you at Wofford on Wednesday night. Thank you. That's Tyler Burton, Spider Jr. forward, second in the Atlantic 10 and scoring it, 19 points uh, per game. Appreciate Tyler being with us this evening. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We will look ahead to the Wofford game and then Northern Iowa, two more road trips coming up for the Spiders this week. We'll uh, talk with Coach Mooney about that and take any uh, texts and emails on the other side of the timeout. Behind the Web, 1061 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network. Since Davenport & Company opened its first office in 1863, the stock market, despite its ups and downs, has kept moving forward. And so has Davenport, an independent employee-owned firm. Davenport shares a long history with its clients, built on individual relationships. If you're looking for an investment firm with integrity and the freedom to focus on you, call Davenport at 800-780-2000 or visit our website at investdavenport.com. Davenport & Company, LLC. Member NYSE FINRA SIPC. All investing carries risk.
desk. It can sometimes be keeping you up to date with Richmond basketball. This is Behind the Web from World of Beer, 11,600 West Broad Street on 1061 ESPN. From Playfly, this is the Spider Sports Network. for the Spiders Wednesday night at Wofford. That's a 7 o'clock game, 6.30 airtime on 106.1 ESPN. It's on ESPN+. Plus. And then Sunday on the road at Northern Iowa. That's a 2 o'clock game, a 2 o'clock Eastern time game with a 1.30 airtime for us, for Greg Beckwith and me on 106.1 ESPN. And that one's also on ESPN Plus at 2 o'clock Eastern time on Sunday. The next two games coming up uh, for the Spiders, again, back on the road. Um, 327-0888 text line and behind the web at richmond.edu is our email address. We've got about 10 or 12 minutes to go in programs. So let me go to a couple of uh, texts. I'll, uh, I'll save the one from Ivan for a, a few minutes. I'll, I'll get to the hard one uh, first, Coach. But as we did with Russ Huseman, uh, Ivan continued to participate in the program with texts and emails. Excellent. So Excellent. We, feel good. we feel good about that. Um, all right, this one, though, let me, let me get to this one. Um, how much emphasis is there for our defenders to stay in front of their man um, and minimize penetration and transition baskets that you had talked about lately looked like there was some trailing the man to the hoop instead of stopping the man like Isaiah does, like Isaiah Wilson, who you have called a guy who's going to be a great elite college defender. Yeah, so that that is um, that's a, a great question. You know, again, nobody really is a good transition defender because you're you're running back, and often you know the other team has a head of steam and numbers, and there can't be any contact on the play. So. So really, transition defense starts, you know, one, with, with getting a shot and not having a live ball turnover, and two, from, you know, um, getting back on the, on, the, uh, uh, on the shot. And so getting back earlier and better and more effectively. And so, you know, and then we're in a little bit of a setup over there, um, you know, uh, to, to try to keep the ball in front of us. Mm-hmm. And so chasing guys or taking chances in the backcourt which we did a couple of times especially in the maryland game uh it, you know that that won't lead to anything positive uh, in the half court of course we're always trying to stay in front of our man you know when you're when you're kind of negotiating a screen there are two ways to go to, to go around a screen you can try to you know lock and trail the guy which would lead you to be behind him when he gets the ball uh but he's not in his comfortable position to shoot um or you can shoot the gap and kind of go over the top of the screen. Now, in which case, he can stop behind the screen. And so, so there are different ways to guard guys. And, uh, you know, you try to go by hard and fast rules, but sometimes you, there's, a, there's a quicker way to do something on a particular play. So when we lock and trail on a guy, you know, that hopefully will call it running the guy off the three-point line. You might not give it as many threes, but now you're vulnerable to him continuing to get the ball and relying on your help defense. So, um so in our half court, uh, we've been we've been good defensively, and we, you know, it's it's team defense. It's five guys. It's the next guy helping. Uh, but in our transition defense, we haven't been good enough. And it starts at the very beginning. It starts when when the ball is you know coming off the glass. There are guys that are assigned to be back, and we haven't done a good enough job at that. We've really emphasized it here in the last. Uh, well, certainly today at practice, but we've emphasized it in the last week, and it, it really hurt us against Maryland. Now. You know, Fats Russell's one of the fastest guys in the country. Maryland's a, a big athletic team. So, th- you know, they're going to naturally be pretty good at that. 
which is all the more reason we have to be great at our transition defense. So, um, you know, and there were times when we played much more deliberately that we would give up zero points in transition. Uh, and now that we play a little bit more fast with a little bit more pace, we're vulnerable to that, which is all the more reason we have to follow these rules and guidelines to make sure we're back and have them go against a set defense so that they do see our bodies in front of them. You know, it's interesting because I'll reference the Wednesday practice again. And, you know, sitting there, there was a, a significant amount of time spent on transition defense. And, you know, Kevin Hovde, who had the scout for that game, walked off the court. And I said, all right, what's the, what are the keys to winning? And the first thing he said was sprinting, transition back to defense. And you guys <laughs> worked on it so many times. That poor Jason Nelson, who I think was, was, you know, being Fats Russell, yeah. was like winded walking right. back to the baseline to get the ball to do it again. You went over it so many times. How prepared did you feel coming out of that practice, knowing that in a game you can't replicate Fats Russell 100% of the time? Right, exactly. So, yeah, we, we felt uh, pretty good at it. You know, there's a, there's a um, you know, there, there have been times, especially early here, where we would, we would not crash the offensive glass um, and really an emphasis on not giving up any transition baskets. And that's a trade-off. You know, it's like um, like everything. It's a, it's a trade-off on, on how you're playing. Uh, and that yielded good results in terms of us being back and not giving up transition. It yielded us not to have many second-chance opportunities, a trade-off we were willing to make. Now that we have one, you know, we're, we're a faster pace team. There are more available offensive rebounds. The rebounds are coming more quickly, and uh, you have a, a better chance to get them. We, so we send guys to the glass. Um, now you're more vulnerable in transition defense, but your effort and your rules can 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 kind of prohibit this. So we, we did work on it a whole heck of a lot, and we still are. And uh, it's something that we really need to to get. You know, you're not going to have zero transition points against you, but it was too many. And and it also, you know, we try to get easy baskets in our half court offense or our transition offense. It gives up easy baskets which uh you want to limit as many of those as you can because these teams are good enough to get hard baskets and so that's that's probably the the most basic way to, that i think about it so i know a lot of that obviously was worked on and discussed at, at practice today from from kind of what you're saying so i'll paraphrase uh ivan's text 804-327-0888 and that is what what was your message to the team from those two hard losses, you know, I'm guessing he's saying more of the bigger picture. I understand your message, obviously, today was more strategic, but how about from a bigger per- picture perspective? Well, you know, just that um, that how long of a season uh, this is. You know, I'm, I'm really confident in our team and, and believe in our team, and we set the schedule for a good team to, to play other really good teams. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's always hard to lose games, and, and as – you know, as uh, good as we felt, um, you know, about how we played in certain things against Maryland or closing the game and sending it to overtime Mississippi State, at the end of the day, still a loss. And that's hard. However, um, you know, it is a long season, and we are built for a long season and have depth and uh, talent and experience and things like that. So uh, mainly it's staying the course, you know, not, not again, not a just an overhaul and go play zone and, you know, and uh, anything like that, just getting a little bit better. I mentioned in the post game, we usually find our pace of play uh, during the season. You know, our first home game, we're a little anxious. And, you know, and as it kind of comes out, like, are we are we going to, 
press and play super fast? Maybe. Uh, but we usually find our pace of play and settle into that so that can be more complementary to one another. I don't think we have found that just yet. All right, last one for tonight. Uh, what can you tell us about Wofford, which is the Spiders' next opponent in this long season on Wednesday? And in case you didn't see the results from yesterday, they're now coming in off a of victory at Georgia yesterday. Yeah, a really good team and program. You know, uh, Mike Young, <clears throat> who was the coach at Wofford for a long time, and I have become very good friends since he's gotten the tech job. And, you know, the, very similar, physical, very, really, really sound, great concepts on offense. Um, so, you know, this is a really good team that we played last year coming off the first pause, uh, which was a great game at the Robin Center. And then uh, so we owe them the return game, you know, adding to this really challenging schedule. But a really good team, <clears throat> good three-point shooting, good concepts on offense, tough, physical, uh, you know, um, stingy defense. Uh, so this is, a, this is a huge challenge for us and, and one we're excited about. Are you uh, surprised by the kind of craziness of college basketball early this year? It seems like there are a lot of more fluctuations in the results we're seeing. Yeah, I, I guess so. I, I, a little bit. I mean, it, you know, we, we had talked before one of the games and that uh, as experienced as we are, we're, we're not the most experienced team. We're, we're, or there are plenty of other teams just as experienced. And the extra year um, has really helped. The transferring without sitting out has has really helped some teams or even some games or matchups. So, um, no, not, not necessarily surprised. You know, and I think each year you go through it, you see these these upsets and, you know, you can't believe it. And if, if you don't pay attention, it seems it seems like it's, it's the only year. But for sure you have very experienced teams playing um, – playing at a high level against teams that have bigger names on their jerseys and, and, and certainly doing well. So um, I saw a quote, uh, and I wonder about the level of play, not necessarily the surprise of ups and downs and who wins is. And this was a quote from our good friend Dave Clawson at the beginning of the football college football season who said, I really believe the level of play is going to be enhanced because of the experience of play, because we have so many guys returning, not just his team, which obviously has played at a very high level, but all of college football. Would that translate to college basketball as well? Yes, for sure, for sure. I, I think that's definitely the case because, uh, you know, the time that you – it would be interesting to see how many guys are redshirting this year. Uh -huh. uh, I, I don't know if, if anybody collects all that kind of data. I'm sure but they do. Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, but – you know, when you have guys who have been through it, and they have an understanding, and you know, they're they're you're not correcting every little mistake or talking about the culture of the program as much or talking about the importance of being on time. You know, you can really dedicate yourself to um, you know defensive rotations and a new offensive play, and you know, uh, I, so I think from that standpoint, more time is being spent on the basketball part, I would imagine, mm -hmm. uh, than you know, than the um, the culture part or you know it's kind of it's woven in together uh, really make for interesting basketball and i think the games we've seen to this point have been at a high level and i think greg beckwith mentioned you know the neutral site games have been really good because they've almost given us the feel of ncaa games in yeah. november you think yeah yes, for no? sure yeah definitely i think and there have been there have been good crowds you know uh as you mentioned the bahamas was a, a ballroom mm -hmm. converted into a gym but felt because of it was cozy felt uh energized and and you know there there's an excitement certainly in the robin center i felt it that people are just so excited to be back and and, and participating in the in college basketball
We're excited to be back here with our Behind the Web Coaches show. We'll be back next Monday night to World of Beer 11,600 West Broad Street. Thank you, Coach. Thanks very much, Bob. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. And thanks to Tyler Burton, our special player guest. Talk to you on the radio Wednesday night at 6.30 with our pregame show, Richmond and Wofford at 7 o'clock on 1061 ESPN. You've been listening to Behind the Web from World of Beer, 11,600 West Broad Street, featuring head men's basketball coach Chris Mooney. Tonight's show has been brought to you by CarMax, Lux Chevrolet, World of Beer, and by Cabell Childress Group. Join us throughout the college basketball season for Behind the Web, presented by World of Beer in Short Pump. Thanks for listening, and stay in touch with Richmond Athletics on the flagship station of the Spider Sports Network, ESPN Richmond. Executive producer Mitchell Bradley. This has been a presentation of Playfly Sports in association with Richmond Sports Properties. Your home.